Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, it's time. I'm your vessel. Use me as you will. I'm your instrument. Speak through me to your family this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Today, well, tomorrow is Memorial Day, so we honor our veterans and our servicemen. Uh, Richard opened uh, the service with that. So I want to take a moment also to acknowledge all of the families and servicemen and women uh, that are putting their life on the line for our freedom. I pray the blessings of the Lord upon everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I also want to remind us that we have a spiritual army that fights with us. The Bible calls them the host of heaven. Amen. Glory to God. And the Lord has been taking me through some schools about how to command the, the angelic realm. That's, you know, that's just me personally, but maybe someday when the Lord gives me the opportunity, I'll share on that. But today we are going to go into the word of God. Um, it's going to be a solemn word, a word that will make you reflect, a word that will inspire you at the same time. Amen. If you open your Bible to Numbers 13, Incidentally, in the last two Wednesdays, Pastor preached on the book of Jude, and it took us to Numbers. Praise the Lord. As he was preaching last Wednesday, I was like, please don't go to Numbers 13. I got to change my message. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the Spirit of God is one. Amen. So the title of my message today is Good or Evil Report. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to dance around it. I'm just going to give it to you straight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says, uh, before we get into Numbers 13, Hebrews 4.12, the Bible says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. I want you to picture this. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, the last time I spoke, I spoke on the word of God and the efficacy of the word of God. And the spirit of God said, you are not done. So that's why we're going there again today. The word of God. We talked about the law of seed time and harvest. And I told us that the number one seed in all of creation, in all of God's uh, establishment is the word. The word. For the word of God is, is God himself. Amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things. Not some things. All things were made through that word. And you have been created in his image after his likeness. You are sons and daughters of the living God. 
you are supposed to operate like he does. Amen? So this word is going to prick you today. Amen? So I'm giving you an advance warning. It's going to poke you today. And it's supposed to move you where God wants you to go. The word of God is a sword. A mighty sword. In the realm of the spirit. I, I asked uh, Mary Esther to bring this sword because she owns the sword. And it's actually uh, from Israel, right? A replica of the sword in, in Solomon's temple. So picture that. And I thought it was a very perfect illustration of the word of God. But I didn't know that when I told her through Ron to bring the sword, that the Holy Spirit was knitting something together. So this morning, she, she, God gave her a vision. And we did something here, which is uh, none of your business. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is God many times will say something and you don't know what it is and God is knitting something else together and then it comes to pass. Amen? Hallelujah. The word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Second Corinthians 10. This is just to lay some foundation for us. Four to five. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical or carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds, casting down argument and every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians 6.12. For the weapon of our warfare, no, sorry, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, and against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. I mean, when you are fighting invisible enemies, you know, this is a very nice sword, but it's not going to do anything to those spirits. They are in the other realm. This is not going to do anything against those spirits. I know there are many in this house that are very good at boxing. You know, they can take me out in 10 seconds flat. Amen? But in the realm of the spirit, you are no match for me. I'll take you out. Amen? And that's the, that's the realm that controls this one. Amen? That's why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not physical. They are not physical. You are not fighting flesh and blood. And you need to understand this and operate in the, re the reality of it. 24-7, 365. You know, we are very good. We know how to be slain in the spirit. <laughs> we know how to talk church in church. But what do you do when you walk out the door? Come on. What do you say when nobody is there? Uh, what are you saying to yourself when you look at the mirror? What are you saying about your situation? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying about what God has told you? Oh, you're going to find out today. God has something to say about that. We know God's will and intention for us is for us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. 
I believe that's 3 John 2, verse 2, or something like that. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. John 10, 10, the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that you, my sons and daughters, may have life, abundant life, to the full till it overflow, overflowing life. So we, we are very clear, based on those scriptures, the intention and the mind of God concerning us. But we look around the church. We see the church is not where it's supposed to be. And God has sent me this morning to reawaken your spirit man about this weapon and how to properly use it. Amen? Numbers 13. I didn't know I was going to be, I'm going to be preaching. Glory to God. I hope nobody's in a hurry today. So please, if you have to leave, by all means go. Pastor, I've given me Carter Blanche. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I have to be very responsible so that I can come back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't want to mess it up. Numbers 13. And I want you to please give me your undivided attention. Okay? Don't think about lunch. Don't think about what you are going to grill tomorrow. You can do that after we, you know, church is over. Be here. Amen? And open your Bible to Numbers 13, beginning from verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. So Moses sent for, from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all the men who are heads of the children of Israel. Now, if you look at the material you have in your hand, you have the breakdown of the 12 tribes of Israel and the people that were selected. So we are going to skip that. We are going to jump down to verse number 17, I believe. Let's begin from verse 17. The Bible says, Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in, it in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Verse 21. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob, near the entrance of Amat. And, when, and they went up through the south and came to Ebron, Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Enoch, were there. They dwelt there. Now, Ebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Verse 23. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and there they cut down a branch with one cluster of grape, and they carried it between the two of them, between two of them on a pole. So imagine how big those grapes are. And they also brought some of the promegonates and figs. And the place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down. I'm running fast because I want to get through the reading so that I can get through the preaching. 
Verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land after many, how many days? Forty days. Now they departed and came back to Moses. Now this is where the robber meets the road. They obeyed the command of their leader. They went and spied out the land. Now they came back with a report. And that's why I titled the message, Good and Evil Report. And you find out this is also true in the house of God. Remember the 12 guys that went to spy out the land? They were leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel. These were not unbelievers. So I wanted to, to put that in mind. So now they came back. Now they departed and came back, verse 26, to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Remember, they were carrying it on, on a pole. Verse 27. And they told them and said, we went to the land where you have sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. So far, they are doing great. They are doing wonderful. Now they, they, they went south in verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land, they are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land on the south. The Etites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb, verse 30, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. God is looking for men and women in his body that will carry the spirit of Caleb and Joshua. Men and women in the body that will believe him, even though you can't trace him. Men and women that will believe God, even though you have no physical evidence. So these guys came, and they brought back two sets of reports. Hallelujah. I have to pace myself. Verse 32. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. I want you to pay attention to that. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Who wrote the book of the word of God? Who wrote the word of God? The Holy Spirit. And the Bible calls him the spirit of truth. Amen. So I want you to know that the report that we are reading here is a true report. The Holy Spirit said, and the, they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we had gone to as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. That's not true, because there are people there. If the land devours its inhabitants, there shouldn't be anybody there. Yeah. Amen. You know, that's just common sense. The land devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Now, that may be true. You know, these guys are warriors. These are, these are strong giants. In fact, when you study, you find out that these giants are also linked to Goliath. Amen. So they saw giants. They saw impossibility. They saw we can't do it. They saw we are not able. Meanwhile, if you remember, in verse number 2 of 13, God spoke to them. He said, go, 
gather men to go and spy out the land, the land that I, the Lord, am giving to them. You want to tell me God didn't know the giants were in the land? <laughs> you want to tell me God didn't know all the reports they were giving and beyond? So the same thing applies to you in your situation. You are facing some situation and you are looking at the giants. And you are looking at all the Jebusite, the Etite, the Perizzite, the Amorite, the, all the ites. They are taking possession of the land that the Father has promised to you. So what are you going to do, sons and daughters of the living God? What are you going to do? Are you going to be in the camp of the ten spies? Or are you going to be in the camp of Caleb and Joshua? Oh, before you, before you get excited, you're going to find out which camp you belong to. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 33. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, which came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in their own sight. So were we in their sight. So these guys went into the sight of the giants spiritually, and they saw themselves through their eyes that we are grasshoppers. These guys are, you know, going to kill us. So they are giving their report. Now let's go to 14 verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Can you imagine a congregation of millions of Israelites, men, their children, their wives in their tent, <laughs> and then another octave in that tent, and then, you know, the guy that has, you know, baritone in that tent, crying with the baritones. That's a sight to behold. Now, I want you to remember, these are God's people. God's covenant people. God's covenant people that just came out of Egypt. Let me refresh your memory, sons and daughters in the house. Uh, sons and daughters, in the house, they just came out of Egypt. And God just performed mighty feats in Egypt. Ah, uh, yes, let me remind you, the Red Sea parted. Ah, uh, you forgot about that? These are God's people. People that have experienced God before. You have seen God in your own life. You've seen it in other people's life. Now you are facing a situation. And you start talking smack. I want you to see how God feels about it. That's why I began. I told us that this is a very solemn message. It's going to prick you. Amen. Let's go on. Verse number two. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses. And against Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives, our children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Now, I want to remind you again, you know, we are doing back and forth. These are people that cried unto God, that cried unto Yahweh, deliver us, deliver us, year after year, day after day, week after, deliver us. And when the time came, 
Because God had given a prophecy that your sons and your daughters will be sojourners to Abraham for 400 years in a foreign land. And I'm going to bring them out with a strong hand. And when the time came, because God is a God of time and seasons, when the time came, he raised up Moses. When God is about to set his people free, he will raise up a man or a woman. He sent Moses to go and set them free. Now look at them. Look at what they are saying. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to go back to our taskmasters? Would it not be better for us to go back to the people that make us make bricks from sunup to sundown? Would it not be better for us to go to the place where we are less than an animal? We are not even a citizen. Animal has better rights than we were. That's what they were saying. So they said to one another, let us select a leader. And they, they meant business. This was not a joke. Let's select a leader so that we can go back. Amen. Let's select a leader and go back. Verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Now, up until now, God hasn't said anything. Hallelujah. But he's going to speak. But Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, that's my company. I don't know about you. Is that your company? Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. I'm breaking away from this group. I'm not with them. Ah, uh, Lord, let it never show I'm not with them. Ah, uh, yes, because, you know, sometimes you think uh, the popularity is what God is saying. No! If it doesn't line up with the written word, you're on the other side. Caleb and Joshua, they tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of Israel, of the children of Israel, saying, verse 7, the land will pass through, to, this is their own report, the land will pass through is an exceedingly good land. And if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only, church, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. I'm hungry. I want some breakfast. They are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And I'm going to put in bracket, this is my own words, and God heard it. <sighs> Verse 10, and all the congregation said to stone them. These people are crazy. Let's kill them. Stone them. Now. Whew. The Bible says, now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the meeting before all the children of Israel. In other words, I heard everything. And as the king of kings and the lord of lords, I want to give my opinion. Amen. I want to speak my peace. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? Wait a minute. Reject him? How, 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 how did they reject him? You know, like if a, a guy is interested in a girl, and after a while he says, no, don't call me anymore, then I rejected you, right? 
All they said was words. They released words. They made, they put themselves in a position. God is over there, and they said, we are over here. And no, 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 don't start pointing finger at them yet. You need to begin to x-ray your own life. You need to begin to x-ray your own words. You need to begin to look at the things you've said in the past. And we're going to say some prayers today. Glory to God. Then the Lord said, how long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me with all the signs which I performed among them? What else are they waiting for? Now, verse 12. I will strike them with pestilence and I will disinherit them. Wait a minute. Slow down, God. It's not that serious. No, it's very serious. Church, it's very serious. Very serious. Oh, my goodness. Very serious. Look at what God is saying. I am going to strike them with pestilence, and I will disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier. You know you can do that, right? He is God. His name is Yahweh, the self-existing God, the God that created everything out of nothing. I mean, if I was Moses, that sounds pretty good. You know, it's a, I, I'm, I'm not involved in this. And you're telling me you are going to make a nation of Moses, not a nation of Israel. That sounds good to me. But a leader, a leader that God has called and anointed will have a heart for his people. And the Bible told us that Moses began to intercede. Intercede means to stand in the gap, to stand for somebody else. Now let's go on. Oof. I thought I was going to teach this morning. The preaching anointing is all over me. The Bible says, I will strike them with pestilence, and I will disinherit them. And then verse 13, and Moses said to the Lord, then, now look at Moses, how he began to present his case. Then the Egyptian will hear of it, for by your might you have brought these people up from among them. You snatched them from, from Egypt, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, they have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and, and your cloud stands above them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. All of that is true. Now, if you kill these people as one man, then the nations who, which have heard of your, of your fame will speak, saying, it's because it's not big enough. <laughs> it's because that God is not strong enough. That's why he killed them. Oh, look, look at this. He said, when they hear it, glory to God. It's because the Lord was not able to bring these people to the land which he swore to give them. Therefore, he killed them. In other words, God is not big enough to make his word good. That's what they are going to say. So this is Moses interceding on behalf of Israel. Have we got some intercessors in the house? Men and women anointed by God, called by God, separated by God to take hold with the Holy Ghost on behalf of God's people. Amen. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, the Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers 
on the children to the third and the fourth generation. He began to speak the word of God back to him. He said, God, that's not what people are going to say. They're not going to say it's because these people messed up. That's why you killed them. They're going to say it's because you are not strong enough. It's because you don't keep your word. And I read in Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. There's no shadow of turning with him. His word is forever settled in heaven. So while Moses was speaking, the father said, you're right. The power of prayer. Men and women that know how to take hold with the Holy Ghost and pray to the Father to turn situation around. Amen? He knew how to appeal to God in the place of prayer. Now, verse 19. Pardon the iniquity of these people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you are forgiving these people from Egypt even until now, because they have many transgressions. <laughs> Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to what? Your word. <laughs> according to your word. According to the word of Moses. <laughs> according to your word, Tony. The awesome power of your words. The word of God in your mouth. The word of God in your mouth is a two-edged sword. The word of God in your mouth. Picture it coming out like this. Going after the enemy. I have pardoned according to your word. Help me tell your neighbor, what are you saying? Come on, say it louder. What are you saying? Are you speaking God's words? Or are you speaking the word of the enemy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 21, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now God begins to release judgment. Verse 22, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have put me to test these ten times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I saw to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. God kept using the word reject. When you speak words of doubt, words of unbelief, you have rejected the Lord. That's not my words. I'm reading scripture to you. So this is not a joke. Living and walking by faith is not a joke. There are consequences, and we are going to see that as we move along. Say, these people that have rejected me, they won't see it. Verse 24, but my servant Caleb, and I will add in bracket Joshua, because he has a different spirit in him. Do you have that spirit of Caleb and Joshua in you this morning? Do you have the spirit, what is the spirit of Caleb and Joshua? The spirit that latches on to the word of God and never moves, never waver, never backs down, come hell or high water. Because I promise you, there will be opportunities for you to go back to Egypt. There will be opportunity to capitulate. There will be opportunity for you to say, 
I've been praying, I've been praying. It's been months, it's been weeks, it's been years. Maybe it's never going to happen. The spirit of Caleb and Joshua. And if you follow the story, 40 years later, Caleb and Joshua said, give me this mountain. Now, I'm going to tell us some things that the Lord showed me about that. You know that Caleb and Joshua, they believe God. This is God's assessment of their spiritual state and their words. But I want to submit to you, folks, because of this evil congregation, their manifestation was delayed for 40 years. You know that story. They believed God. They stood with God. They did not reject God. So you have to mind your company. Help me tell your neighbor, mind your company. Uh, Mind the people that you run with. Oh, I've surrounded myself with men and women that speak into my life. Men of kindred spirit. Men that motivate and provoke my spirit to, to go further in God. There are some people in church. I love everybody in this church because the word of God told us to love everybody. But there are some people in this church and in other churches that I've been at that I can't hold more than hello conversation with them. (laughs) Because I have noticed from experience the words coming out of them is unbelief. Uh, I got to to tear my clothes like Caleb and Joshua. "Uh, I'm not hanging around that. I love you, but from afar. Amen. Glory to God. I love you, but from afar. Because if you are not speaking my language, I'm going to hang with my tribe. The Caleb and Joshua tribe. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Is somebody getting something this morning? Verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, and he has followed me fully, not partially. Listen to the words of God. This is God's words. I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow turn and move into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to Moses, not done. And Aaron saying, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation? Look at the words God is using. They did not go and fornicate, even though that's evil. They did not go and kill somebody, even though that's evil. What did they do? They complained, they murmured. They disbelieve God. And God said, that's evil. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We think, and, and we are rightly so, you know, sin, sexual sin, you know, sins of the flesh, sins of the mind, all of those are evil, all right. But there's the word right here. These people, they are evil. This evil congregation will complain against me. I have heard their complaints, which the children of Israel make against me. Verse 28, I want you to underline it in pink, in yellow, in green. Put sparkles on it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Verse 28, say to them, this is Jehovah, the one who sits upon the throne with all power in his hand. The one who all life came from him. Say say to them, as I live, (laughs) says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Church, do you see what God is saying? What you have said in my hearing exactly is what I'm going to do. 
what you said between you and your wife, that's exactly what I would do. What you said when you're not in church, in the car. What you said about your outlook, about your future, that's what I'm going to do. And that's why the word of God tells us to hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. In other words, speak what God says concerning you. I don't care what is going on. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how long it's been. I hold fast to the confession of my faith. He said, as, as you have said in my hearing, we, would never, we, we can never afford that. Uh, it's not for people like us, you know, Lamborghini, a Bentley. It's not for people like us. You know, having a new house, no, no. Let's go to the section A section. As you have said in my hearing, so I will do. Ha. You are ensnared by the words of your mouth. You are taken captive by the words you speak. For you are the prophet of your own life. If you declare it, you've given heaven permission to stamp it. Watch the mouth gate. I showed us this sword. Every time you release the word of God, this comes out of your mouth. Every time you release the word of God, this comes out of your mouth. Every time you release words of doubt, unbelief, another kind of sword come out of your mouth. Coming from the pit of hell. And he empowers the demonic forces to work against you. To bring to pass what you've said. Verse 29, the carcasses or the body, the dead body of you who have complained against me shall fall, God is still not done, in the wilderness. I'm just playing, Bishop. I was just playing. I was just horsing around. You better cut it out because you are going to have what you say. Pretty or ugly, <laughs> good or evil, you're going to have it. I was just awesome around. I didn't really mean it. Husband and wives, you know, like in the, in the home, having dinner, and say, uh, you know, let, let's do this, let's do this. You know, they have a project. Uh, I don't know if we are going to ever be able to afford that. You are doing the math. You are doing the calculation. And you ignore the greater I am. You ignore Rafa. You ignore El Gibor. You are doing the calculation. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're done with your calculation, you submit it to the great I am. Like Ezekiah did. Lord, this is what we know in the natural. But I believe God. Just like Paul said on that ship. Uh, there was an angel of the Lord that stood with me last night. And because there's, you know, storm. It looks terrible right now. The outlook is bad. I don't understand what is going on. But that's the, the, the Lord God of heaven sent me an angel. And he said, Paul, you will stand before Caesar. And I, well, not only that, I've also given you the people that ride with you. And then he said, in the moment, there was still storm raging. He said, men and brethren, you should have listened to me, but let's put that one aside. But I believe God. 
That should be the weapon coming out of the mouth of a son and a daughter of the living God. I believe God. Doctor, thank you for the diagnosis. Thank you for the treatment. Thank you for the therapy. Thank you, Lord, for, thank you for everything you've told me. Yeah, continue to do that. But I believe God. Hallelujah. I believe God. For weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Though it looks bad right now, it looks mucky right now, but I'm telling you the, the light of God, the son of the living God, is coming into that situation and he's turning it around. Hallelujah. I believe God. No matter what's going on, I Come on, church, let's do this together. No matter what's going on, I believe God. Hallelujah. God is not finished. Verse 30, except for Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land, which I swore I will make you dwell in. But the little ones that you are worried about, because that was one of the things they said, we are worried about our wives and our children. That little ones you are worried about, that you said will be victims, I will bring them in. But you, and they shall know the land that you have despised. They've despised the land. Me, church, they just brought back evil reports. Just. But that's not just. You have to align your speech 24 7, 365. Train your tongue, your vocal cord, to agree with the great I am. Because there is consequence if you don't. Are we reading the Bible? Did I write the book? Oh, no, 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 no. This, this book predates me. <laughs> and after all of us are gone, it will still be there. Uh, for the word of God is living, powerful, and is forever settled in heavens. The only thing, the only response that you and I should have is, when the Lord... Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. That's the only response. Your only response, your only response, amen. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But God, there's Red Sea over there. <laughs> and uh, Pharaoh is behind us. So what? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I've read my Bible. I don't know everything in the Bible. But I'm growing every day. I'm growing every day. I have never found anywhere where God's people are cornered. And God is like, go back. <laughs> Church, can you, can you help me out here? Have you ever found anywhere where God says, ah, we are cornered, let's go back? It's impossible. Oh, it's impossible. Impossible and can't. Impossible. For those that are not, you know, catching on. Glory to God. Let's keep going. And your sons shall be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years. 
and bear the brunt of your infidelity. That's New King James. The NIV or the NLT says, and your children shall be shepherds wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness. Infidelity, faithlessness. God considered you have cheated on me because you didn't believe me. It's infidelity. Yeah, 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 church. It's infidelity. Now, according to the number of the days in which you spy out the land, 40 days. For each day you shall bear the guilt one year, namely 40 years. And you shall know my rejection. You rejected me, so I'm going to reject you. So walking by faith is not an option, church. You are going to pay dearly for it if you go the other way. But if you go with God, not only will you get the benefits, you get the protection and everything that God is on your side. So when we talk about faith and we talk about believing God, it's not an option. Verse 36. Now the men who... Moses spent, sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the, 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 the ringleaders, <laughs> the people that are staring the pots. Glory to God. To complain against him by bringing a bad report. Those men, verse 37, those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by the plague before the Lord. Instant judgment. They die by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, you, you begin to see throughout the narrative of this story, the contrast between those that believe God and those that don't. But Joshua, the son of, Caleb, uh, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, remained alive of the men who went to spy out the land. And then Moses told the words to the children of Israel, and the people mourn greatly. Now, I want to expound a little bit on some of the features or what you see in the 10 spy company. First thing you see in verse 28, the people of the land are strong, meaning that we are weak. The problem is too big, meaning that God is too small. You don't understand, Bishop, it's a legal battle. And based on precedent, there's no way I can come out of this. <laughs> you don't know my God. Uh, you don't know Yahweh. He can change anything and turn anything. All he needs from me and you is to believe him. Just act like little kids. You know, when you tell your kids, oh, we are going to buy you this for Christmas, we are going to buy you that for Christmas, uh, they believe you. They believe you. There was even a story that I heard about a boy that the parents promised that they were going to buy him a bike for Christmas. So, and this is not normal for this guy. You know, kids, you have to beg them and threaten them to do their chores. So this boy went into the garage and started cleaning a section and dusting and, you know, creating a space. And then the mom and dad saw the boy. He's like, what are you doing? He said, I'm making room for my new bike. It's around November. 
Christmas hasn't come yet. And this boy is operating in faith, acting in faith. He's making room. Would you begin to make room for God's blessing in your life? Ah, uh, church, would you begin to prepare like the rain is coming? Would you be, begin to prepare like God is who he says he is? Would you begin to prepare to be married? For the women that are believing God for marriage, begin to prepare to be married. Begin to see yourself married. Begin to feel the, the ring finger. Begin to see God answer your prayer. Because it's a prayer answering God. Amen? Whose report are you going to believe? They said we are weaker. The cities are fortified. They are focused on the natural. They are focused on what they can see. They are focused on what the enemy is saying. They are focused on the doctor's report. I'm not saying ignore the doctor's report. But there's another report, a higher report. <laughs> His name is Rafa. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I stand with God. Amen? And we find out in this story that there's a price to pay from running away from God, from rejecting him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They confess that they are grasshoppers. I am weak. I am puny. There's no way I can achieve that. There's no way I can do that. There's no way this is ever going to happen to me. There's no, if you say it, as you have said in my hearing, so will I do. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the next time you open your mouth, you'll be like, ah, God is listening. That's why I said I'm freaking you today. Because you are not going to pay attention to your words. And you know what happens when people hear a message like this? They do it for a couple of days, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe even a month if you are very, very strong. But this must be your lifestyle. Every time a situation faces you, ask yourself, what does God say about this? What am I saying about this? Amen? Begin to declare the word of God over your life. I am the head and not the tail. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Glory to God. Before I came to Wilmington, I began to declare, because I know God has called me to preach, but I don't have anywhere to preach. But I'm preaching right now, praise the Lord. Glory to God. I began to declare it. Lord, open the door. Lord, open, connect me with the right people, with the right folks in the name of the Lord. I began to declare it. And I'm declaring what's going to happen in the next five years right now. What are you saying? Help me tell your neighbor, what are you saying? Uh, what have you been saying? Are you saying what God said concerning you? Oh, glory to God. They confess that the land is, is going to devour us. They confess that we are, we are small. They murmur. They complain. This is the Ten Spice Company. You begin to find where you belong. Now, let's look at Caleb and Joshua Company because of time. Woo. Caleb and Joshua, they have a different spirit. Caleb and Joshua Company speak in line with God's word, no matter what is happening or what they see. That's the tricky part. 
because you are, we are habituated to see what is happening. I don't have any money in my account. Um, there's no outlook, you know, for me this year. It looks like everything is bad. It's terrible. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I have a relative when I was growing up that was fond of saying that. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And I watched this person's life. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Because they kept saying it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Amen? What are you saying? But Bishop, that, that, that would be like I'm pretending. No. The Bible says, even God, who calls those things that be not as though they were. I just sigh with him. Aha, you're looking at a blessed man. You guys know my story. At least I, I shared a portion of it. I came from Nigeria, West Africa. I came into this country with $100. And the $100 was given to me last minute going to the airport. I know this God. And I'm learning to know him more. But the little I know, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's a God that keeps covenant, that keeps his word. Amen? Keeps his word. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord is saying to you, rise up. Like the warrior that I've made you to be. And open your tongue, open the vocal cord that I've given you, and declare my word, and declare, thus saith the Lord, and watch my word go to work on your behalf. And watch my word turn things around in your situation, and watch my word change what is unchangeable. Because there is no unchangeable, impossible in my vocabulary. With men, it's impossible, but not with me. For with God, all things are possible. And when you declare my word, all things that are impossible become possible to you. Open your mouth and declare the word of God. I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I am blessed when I go out. I'm blessed when I'm coming. I have abundant help. I have angelic help. I have help from men, people that like me, and people that don't like me. They help me. Glory to God. That's my confession. I decree and declare my finances grows in leaps and bounds. I sow bountifully. I reap bountifully. These are my confession. I decree and declare my body is made whole from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I don't care what's going on. There are some days that you feel some pain going through your body. You are tempted to say, ah, I have pain over here on the left side of my tush. No, but that's not what I'll say. I'll say, Father, I thank you because your word says, I am healed. I agree with that. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah. Are you going to be a speaker of God's word? Or are you going to be the person that's, you know, in the company of the ten spies? You saw what happened to them. It wasn't pretty. The first ten guys died right there in the presence of the Lord. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews, towards the end, these all died in faith. These all died in faith. That's a great place to die. That's the only way to die, in faith. Because God expects you to believe him to the last breath. And then you step to the other side and say, well done, my daughter. You are a mighty warrior. Let me show you your mansion. Hallelujah. You believe God to your last breath. 
you believe God to your last breath. You never back down. And one of the things that will help you is to feed on the word of God constantly. I told us the word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. Wield your sword, brothers and sisters. Wield your sword. Don't open your mouth and put out garbage to come against you. The enemy feeds on that. We can't do it. We are not able. We are too small. We can never afford that. Who told you you can never afford it? Your father owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. The silver and the gold belong to him. Uh, just so you know, when you get to the city of God, it's made of gold. The streets are made of gold. For those of you that you are a little bit, you know, conservative, God doesn't want us to have much. You don't know this God. <laughs> the streets that you walk on in heaven is made of gold. He wants to bless you. He wants you to be rich, to be abundantly supplied, to be healed, to be blessed, to be delivered. But you have to partner with him. Open your mouth and declare the word of God. Doesn't matter what is happening. Doesn't matter what is happening. And mind your company. I have my company. Woo! Men and women that speak into my life. What's your company? You get together and say, ah, it's bad, oh. This is my African coming out. It's very bad, oh. And then the other guy says, ah, it's very terrible. And then before you know it, for the next two hours, you're talking about how bad and how terrible it is. You know, the Bible says in Malachi, the Holy Spirit is leading me there. The Bible says in Malachi, those who love God speak one to another. And the Lord heard them. And a book of remembrance was written concerning them that fear the Lord. What are you saying, husband and wife? What are you saying over your children? What are you saying over your health? What are you saying about America? Oh, by the way, our real president is still coming back. <laughs> in case, in, maybe you are with me up until that time, but that's fine. We have a, a company of men and women all over America and li literally all over the world that are standing with God. You will see it. It's a game of time. Just let's keep watching. You will see it. Ha, glory to God. So God's word today to you and to me is to align your vocal cord. Align your tongue with what he has said concerning you. If you are going to say anything at all, open your mouth and declare, I am anointed. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I go out. You know, when I pray with some people, you know, we do prayer ministry, and I have opportunity to pray with people. I've had a couple of instances, thankfully, where I finished praying, and I say, you know, brother or sister, thank God it's done. And then the person says, I hope so. You just cancel the whole prayer. That's why we teach along this line, so that we can see it. Don't hope so. Say, yes, my brother. Praise the Lord. There are some people that I come around them and I say, yes, speak to me, sister. Put something on the inside of me. And there are some people I see them and I go the other way. <laughs> Glory to God. I love them, but I know what they carry. Uh, we are not kindred spirits. God loves them, but that's why God is sending messages like this. Change your speech. 
Speak life over your business. Speak life over your home. Speak life over your body. Speak life over your church. Speak life. Speak what the word says. Speak life. And we find out in this story that there is consequences. Because God hears it. As you have said. Look at that verse 28 again. And we are going to close. And we are going to pray. Uh, glory to God. Look at that verse 28 again. Numbers 14, 28. Say to them, as I live. That's some big words. As I live. In other words, you know, God can't swear because he's the highest. <laughs> so he can't swear by himself. He said, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. Eric, what are you saying? Tony, what are you saying? George Phillips, what are you saying? Brothers and sisters, what are you saying? God has put everything that he is on the inside of you. Remember when you got born again, the Holy Ghost came on and lived in there. And he's put his word in your mouth. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You're supposed to be releasing bullets and, and, and all kinds of weapons through your mouth. But what are we doing? With the same mouth we bless, is the same mouth we use to curse. And then that scripture said, my brethren, this thing ought not to be so. Speak life. So we are going to pray real quick because I know we are past time. And uh, we are going to do something. I know every one of us, we are children of God. We love God. But there might be one or two, maybe three, that you, are a, a bit, you have a habit of speaking bad about yourself. Speaking negative stuff. So you are going to repent. Don't say it loud so that your neighbor won't know you do that. <laughs> say it quietly to the Lord. And say, Lord, I repent for my words. That means that I've been cheating on you. We read it. Our infidelity or faithlessness. Lord, I repent this morning. Lord, I have heard your word. I've heard what you declare through your servant, through the word this morning. I'm going to realign my words. I'm going to realign my words from now on. No matter what time of the day is. You might catch yourself, say bad things from time to time, but repent immediately. It's because it's a habit. It's a habit that you've built. So God is calling us to build a different habit and begin to speak in line with his word. Remembering that the word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. Glory to God. I've had the privilege of, uh, you know, conversing with several people in the church. And I'm blessed to hear many people speak in faith. But I'm, I'm sorry to report there are some people that are still speaking unbelief. That's the truth. Even in this church. Amen. And so here's what we're going to do. If you catch me speaking unbelief, speak to me. Say, Bishop, is that what you really want? And give me the permission to speak to you because we are brothers and sisters. Amen? Is that okay? Do we have a deal? Amen? And you're not going to get upset? Amen? Glory to God. So I want us to stand up this morning and open your mouth and begin to declare the word of God concerning you.
Begin to declare what God says over your health. Begin to declare what God says over your finances. Begin to declare what God says concerning your family. Open your mouth and speak. Release words this morning. I believe that I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. My family is put back together. I believe sickness and disease leave my home. I believe I am blessed. I'm not cursed. I believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe I am anointed. I'm called of God. Declare the word of God over your life this morning. Open your mouth. Open your mouth wide. Hallelujah. I believe new doors are open to me in business, for our business people. I believe new doors are open to me. I believe my finances grows in leaps and bounds. I believe I'm blessed, I'm not cursed. As I sow, a hundredfold come back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and declare the word of God concerning you this morning. Open your mouth. I'm speaking concerning me. You speak concerning you. You speak concerning you. And so, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree over your house this morning. I decree over my sisters and my brothers this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I break every shackle of the enemy. I break every yoke of the enemy. I break every chain this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release the word of God. I release the mighty Holy Spirit to go as a sharp two-edged sword. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and sever every operation of hell over their life. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare things are turned around for you in the name of Jesus I decree and declare open heavens over your life over your marriage over your finances in the name of Jesus because your God is El Shaddai not El Chipo your God is more than enough I decree and declare things are turning around for you in the name of Jesus are you with me church this morning You get walked up in the morning or get walked up at night and declare the word of God over you. I don't care what's happening. You align yourself with the word of God and the things of God. So, Father, I thank you for what you have done in the house this morning. I pray for Pastor Tom, his family. I pray for Pastor Willie, the leadership of this church. Lord, the grace of God is upon them. There's no more. I can't afford it. You know what Abraham said? The Lord will provide himself. That's what Abraham said. <laughs> no more, I can't afford it. He said, the Lord will provide. <laughs> His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Come on, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for the house this morning. I thank you for the release of your weighty glory over the house. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, every pain, every sickness, every disease, under the sound of my voice, I address you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to live now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare open heavens over everyone's life in the name of Jesus. Every situation that's difficult... <laughs> Ah, my daddy steps in now in the name of Jesus. I decree a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. He's a miracle-working God. He's a mighty God. And so, Father, we thank you this morning 
for your word. Thank you for the move of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for how you've led us. We just worship you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name.